Yo, yo, welcome to my podcast, My Two Cents on Life. I'm your host, Coach James. Through my podcast, I will preach and teach you how to live a happy and healthy, authentic lifestyle through various topics combined with my own life experiences. Yo, y'all, thank y'all for listening to my podcast. Let's get started. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to my podcast. Happy Mind and Body Transformation Tuesday. So, y'all, I'm super excited. Uh, I posted the other day on my Facebook page and IG page my brand new My Two Cents on Life, the podcast logo. Yes, y'all, I finally got a logo, and I love the logo so much. So if you have not go, if you have not seen that, go check it out on my page. So y'all, we've been in this whole broken trust series, and last week I gave y'all some homework to do, and and the reason why I gave you the homework to do is because it's it's part of your recovery starting process, right? Because the broken trust series is supposed to give you some 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 understanding of what broken trust is, what does it feel like, and then how to overcome it, how to recover recover from it, or even some type of coping strategy, right, to, to get better. Now, by all means, I always say this a lot on my podcast, is that if your issues is beyond me and above me, then yes, you should speak to a psychologist, speak to someone with a certification that can help you get over it. My podcast is meant to give you some ideas and suggestions and even some recovery strategies to to help you out. And so I just want to share that, y'all. But um, yeah, so today's Broken Trust is going to be value number two. And if you have not heard value number one, go check it out because it's definitely going to put you up to speed to where you want to be to understand what value two is all about. All right. And, and so, y'all, last week I talked about in my example um, of a little boy who had had an abandoned parent in his life, which was his dad, was was not around when he was uh, up to he, I think the age of nine. And in and, and they're on this talk show. And the talk show producer, and I want to say it was uh, Ayana, was asking him to share his emotions of how his dad being absent made him feel. And he went really, really deep in detail, and he was able to describe it, how he felt. He said he felt abandoned. He felt like his son didn't love him. His dad didn't love him. Excuse me. He felt like that is he wasn't worthy of love from his dad because his dad wasn't in his life. And so as we continue this series, I want to bring that back up because that's my example of the emphasis of how broken trust follows some of us and some of the feelings that it make us have. Right. And so I bring that up. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and kick it off, y'all. But researchers have shown that those who experience broken trust are more than likely looking for revenge, right? And, and, and when you're looking for revenge, when you're looking to hurt somebody because you've been hurt, because you've been betrayed or you have a broken heart, what normally happens is that you take that out on someone that's innocent, a bystander, someone who had nothing to do with your hurt. You're now putting that hurt up on them because 
You don't have nowhere else to put it. Now, am I saying it's 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 okay to put on a person to hurt you? I'm not saying that or putting on innocent people is healthy for anybody. But my point is, is that usually when you experience broken trust, you're usually looking for revenge. And in order for you to get revenge, you usually end up hurting someone that's innocent. Right. So and that's what we want to stay away from, of hurting people who are innocent bystanders, because like I keep saying with this whole broken, broken trust series is that it becomes a cycle. Right. Of one person hurting you, you hurting somebody else and that person hurting someone and then so on and so on. And, and the more we continue to hurt people in this world, we continue to build a world that's built on broken trust. And when you build a world on broken trust. You have a lot of people in this world that are steaming for revenge, and that's just not a good uh, uh, outcome for the world we live in, right? And so, but let's talk about what does broken broken trust leave you? And, And broken trust leaves you with a stain on your heart, a stain anywhere within your body, wherever you cover in that, um, the pain that, right? It can leave you with a stain on your on your mind. Because you always stuck trying to figure out why did that happen to you? Why did that person betray you? Why did they break your trust? Right. But but broken trust leaves a stain, a stain of pain, a stain of darkness and a, and a stain of heartbreak. And these things just don't come by. It's easy. Right. Um, and when I say come by, what I meant to say is that you just can't overcome these things that easy. It becomes a, a, a thing where you need to have some type of recovery strategy, some type of a mechanism to where you can get over the hurt and the pain. Because if you do not, it's going to continue to follow you. Right. Um, we walk around with our heart in the cast. And then I first heard that on one of the, the rap songs um, that Kodak Black said, my heart's in the cast. And when he said that, I thought about like, man, that's probably more than half of America um, and even the whole world. Right. We walk around with a heart in a cast because our heart has been broken and, and because our heart has been broken. Um, now we're trying to heal from it, but we, some of us never heal from the heartbreak and it just carries on and on and on. And, and, and broken trust causes a few things. It causes resentment, right? Where you start to resent people. You start to resent the person that hurts you. And maybe you start to resent innocent people, people who didn't hurt you. I know when I had my heart broke a few times, I started to resent people that came in my life because I felt like they were everybody, like everybody else that hurt me. And so I put them all on the same pedestal, all on the same playing field, like, hey, you're going to do the same thing everybody else did to me. Why should I open up to you? Why should I be different to you? Right. And so when I say we carry around the resentment, we resent those who hurt us and other people who are innocent. Right. It causes us to feel abandoned Um, uh, in the scenario I just described about the little boy. Abandonment is so deep, y'all. And some of y'all are struggling with this today. So you understand the feeling, any emotions uh, around abandonment is just not a great feeling. It it hurts. And, and, 
and you can't get over the feeling of abandonment because everyone you meet, every person that's in your life, you fear the abandonment that's going to happen again. And so when you fear abandonment is going to happen again, what do you do? You take the back seat and you keep your heart in a cast so it doesn't get broken again. And when you do that, you start to hurt people around you. So abandonment's a big one. And, and parents, I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I don't know if some of us has interpreted what a missing parent really means. An absent parent really means to a child growing up. That child feel all these emotions. And, and because they feel all these emotions, because you have abandoned them, it's not easy for them. As well as I'm not saying it's easy for you, but I'm just trying to put more of the focal point on those who have had an absent parent in their life because the feeling of that causes so many emotions. It causes so many different things down the line with people in their lives that try to come and love them and, and be with them genuinely. Now they're looking for more abandonment down the road, right? Um, another thing it causes anger. Um, I know when I got my heart break, I broke, I was just angry with everybody. No one around me could make me better and make me get over the anger because it kept coming back into me like a deluge of feelings just, that just kept coming back. Right. Just anger and anger and anger all over again. And I would sit and dwell in my anger, y'all, to where it would make me angry with myself because I didn't know how to get over the anger. And because I didn't know how to get over anger, like I said, I'm angry with myself and now I'm more angry. I'm angry with those who hurt me, and now I'm angry with myself because I'm letting it impact me. And so now I'm walking around with double anger. I'm, I'm walking around and I'm double daring someone to get in my face and say something because I'm already hurt. And I'm looking to take that out on somebody. I'm looking to have my anger and my frustration lash out on somebody who's innocent, right? Maybe innocent. And so that's why I keep saying that we have to deal with these emotions on another level. Um, in broken trust value number three, I'm going to talk about how do we feel the emotion, how do we deal with it, and how we heal, right? But but I want to point out that because that's very important to our recovery, right? Um, we be we become disconnected from the world. We become disconnected from people. We become disconnected from feelings and emotions. Like I was saying earlier, you can really truly try to love somebody, but when you're disconnected because you got hurt, because you have a broken heart, because you were betrayed, you can't connect to someone because you're too busy staying disconnected. So, and you can walk around all day long and say, you've healed, you're great, there's nothing wrong with you. But in my opinion, the way I see it is that it may come in waves where one point you feel great and the next moment you don't feel great, right? You're connected, but now you're disconnected because someone said something because of maybe even a trigger, right? And, and so you have to be very careful about disconnecting from the world. Um, one thing I learned is that when I walked around disconnected, I, f I felt like it was everybody else that was disconnected from me. And because I disconnected from the world, everybody I seen, I was like, people just aren't friendly. They don't say hello. They don't speak. They don't ask how you're doing. And, and, and it made me question, like, wait a minute, the whole world's disconnected. But when I let go of all my hurt, all my heartache, all my, my, my struggles and my pain, I start talking to people. 
And I started connecting with them. And I started saying, good morning, how's your day going? I started saying, have a great night. And then I realized they were they were not disconnected. The world wasn't disconnected from me. I was disconnected from the world. And, and so when you really start to try to connect with people, you'll see that it wasn't them. It's you that's disconnected. Um, and, and so sometimes we don't know that until we actually put ourselves out there and try to connect with people again on, a, on an emotional level, right? Um, when we disconnect that we walk around dead on the inside. And I talked about this a little bit on Broken Trust Value number one, about how technically we're dead on the inside because we don't feel for anyone. We don't feel any emotions, let alone we don't even feel for ourselves anymore. And, and when you walk around like that, you're dead. Um, and that's very well possible. Yeah, I don't mean physically dead, but you're dead on the inside. You know, you, you can't connect to emotions. You can't feel your emotions, let alone you can't feel somebody else's emotions trying to connect with you because you're dead in spirit. You're dead on the inside. And so those are a few causes that that broken trust can do to some of us. And there's a lot more. There's a plethora more causes out there that broken trust do to us. But those are just the main four that I want to point out because those those are uh, live and they're vibrant. And, and I can speak to them because I dealt with all those different ones. Right. So I want to shift a little bit and talk about what are some examples of broken trust. Right. Uh, because this is important because some of us might think that our broken trust. We might think that because someone said we broke their heart, we betrayed them. It may not be that, but you can never tell someone how they feel, right? They might very well feel like you broken their trust. They might very well feel like you betrayed them. You broke their heart. You left them in darkness, but you don't know it until you find the or hear different examples of what broken trust is. And the first one, everybody knows this one. This is the cheating spouse, the cheating boyfriend, the cheating girlfriend. And the reason why this one is so big is because it causes a domino effect. It's a trickle, right? Um, husband cheats on wife. She's now, she finds out, right? And she's now hurt. She's She has resentment. She feel angry. She feel disconnected from her significant other her husband. And now because she feel that way, she's looking for revenge, right? And because she's looking for revenge, she wants you to feel maybe the same way she felt. Now she's going to go out and cheat on you because she can't trust you no more, right? And now you just are, you just involved yourself in a violent uh, cheating relationship. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And then when there's kids involved, that makes it worse. Because now not only are the parents being hurt, now the kids are being hurt. Because we all know that when 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 husband and wives get mad at each other, especially about a, a, a scenario where there's cheating and dishonesty, um, you start to use the kids as weapons. And when you use the kids as weapons, now they're in the middle of it, and now you start to hurt them. And and the more you start to hurt them, the more bigger issues that it causes. So if you are in a scenario where you cheated on someone or you got cheated on, I would say this for the person that got cheated on. Try not to seek revenge. Try not to want that person to feel the same way you did. Does it hurt? Yes, it hurts. Does it feel good? No, it does not feel good at all. But you 
rendering revenge is not a way to get even. That does not even the playing field. It actually makes it worse. And and then I'll also say this too. If someone cheated on you and and, 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 and you just hanging on and you're making that person's life miserable, then just move on. It's time for you to find someone else. I was listening to uh, my pastor this morning, I listened to his sermon, and it's actually uh, on the marriage series right now. And he was saying that uh, to the single women that uh, they go fishing for guys um, in a lake and they pull out guys who aren't who they're not seeking to be with. Right. And he said, instead of trying to hold on, instead of trying to fix a tool or have them be a tool and fix them, throw them back in the lake and go find you a real man. Right. And so my point is, is that if someone has cheated on you, they've taken advantage of you and they hurt you. Instead of staying in that relationship looking for revenge, just throw that person back in the lake and move on. Right. Instead of you hurting more and more people around you, because that could very well be the case. Right. Next example. Um, and I talked about this. The absent parent um, and the absent parent. Um, causes a plethora of emotions, uh, a plethora of feelings. Because again, abandonment comes with feeling like you're not loved, feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you're undervalued, feeling like you're on an island of your own, right? And, and, and some of you, I don't have to tell you what having an absent parent feel like because you're living it. You've lived it your whole life. You're dealing with it today. And, and, and so you know the impacts of that. And, and what I'll say to the to to those who've been hurt by having an absent parent in their life, do the best you can to be the best parent to your child and be in your child's life. Again, here comes that trickle effect, y'all, that recycling bin, right? Some of us, because we grew up with a missing parent or an absent parent, we end up being that same parent to where now we're the absent parent. And I don't know, some of us is going to look Coach James and I and say, that's not going to be me. No, 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 no. That could very well be you. That's just the way it happens. Should it happen? No. But uh, per research, it says that people who have experienced an absent parent are more than likely to be an absent parent somewhere down the line as well. Right? Again, that, that recycling bin, just keep recycling, y'all. Um, uh, the impacts to the child. Just think of that when, when, when you're an absent parent. Just think an impact to the child that doesn't have a parent in their life or missing parent. You got to realize that that child grew up to be a teenager. They grew up to be a young adult and they grew up to be an adult. And, and those feelings of abandonment just seems to follow them. So if you are trying to articulate the emotions and, and the feelings behind it, um, I would say talk to someone who's had an absent parent and, and, and ask them what is the feeling about. And, and the reason why I bring that up is that parents, some of you have not been in your kid's life or you've been absent for a while. And if you don't understand the impact and, and your child can't express that, speak to someone else who has went through a recovery process and has gone through and, and it's over the feeling so they can give you the understanding of what the feeling feel like. Because I, I feel like that sometimes what we do is when someone try to express their emotions and their feelings behind how they made us feel, we can always say, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like that. I was there, but I wasn't there. I was there when you needed me, 
mostly. I was there during this crucial time in your life. But in reality, if you missed any time in a child's life, they could consider that as you being an absent parent, right? And so, again, to understand the impact of that, if you're a parent who was not in your kid's life, speak to someone who's went through the recovery process, who's willing and able to speak about it. And I'll say that again, who's willing and able to speak and share their emotions behind it, just so you can understand how your child may feel. Um, and, and the impact of that, like I said, it's a trickle effect. If you've done it, your child may do it. If your child may do it, their child may do it. And it's just an ongoing cycle of emotions over and over and over again. All right. So absent parents, what we can do um, to better this is is be present in our kids' life. Um, I did this thing on Father's Day and I talked about uh, me as a father. I used to struggle wondering if I was going to make the cut. Am I a good father? Am I not a good or am I not a good father? And I realized there was one thing that stood out to me more than anything. And what stood out to me is the word present. And and I realized because I was a par- a present parent in my children's lives that made me a good father, that made me a present person in their life. Now, we might have had some turmoil. We might have had some issues down the line. There might have been some back and forth or some disagreements or maybe even a difference when it comes to things. But at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and tell myself I was a present parent in my children's life. And because I was a present parent, I'm a good parent. I'm a good father. Right. And so, dads, if you struggle with that, um, and I feel like dads do struggle with that, trying to understand if they're a good a good parent in their child's life. But, but bad dads, back to my point I was making is that if you are a present father, consider yourself as a great father. Right. Um, uh, and that's just a way to look at it. The last one is violation of space. This one is really, really, really deep because when someone violates your space. And again, y'all, this is an example, another example of broken trust. Okay. But when someone violates your space, they take advantage of you. I can tell you stories and stories all day long in this podcast, the last hours today, uh, because in my experience of clients I've dealt with, when there's a violation of space, you don't understand the pain behind that. You don't understand what does it do to a child unless you've been in those shoes before. And I've never had to happen to me, so I can't even begin to understand and interpret or even let alone articulate the hurt behind that, the betrayal, the emotions. And usually when someone is uh, in, in, in a scenario where there's a violation of space, usually it's someone close. Usually it's a family friend, a family, a family member or someone that the family trusted to take advantage of that person, right? And so um, that person possibly walks around with hate for people. And not only with hate for people, hate for themselves because they're not happy about what happened to them. And, and some of them actually take blame and blame themselves and say, it's their fault. And in reality, it's it's not their fault. But that is one of the feelings and the emotions that can come from that, right? They feel unvalued. They feel um, like they're not worthy. And, and those feelings are really, really, really bad feelings. 
to have. I heard someone who um, experienced violation of space say that they took advantage of my body and not my mind. And, and because they took advantage of my body and not my mind, I'm not going to give them my power and let them continue to hold me back. Because again, no matter which scenario of broken trust you dealt with, if you continue to walk around with the resentment, the abandonment, the anger, feeling disconnected from people in the world, you let people take your power away. And when they take your power away, you can never recover and you can never get to a point to enjoy life and then love yourself because you continue to give everybody your power. Right. And when you give people your power, you can't win with that because now you're powerless. And when you're powerless as a person, you have no control of anything. And indeed, I know this is probably the hardest thing in the world. There's something you had to deal with. But what I want to say is that it's about time you stop giving people your power and you start taking control of your your life. Okay. You don't have to no longer let this hold you back from enjoying life. There are recovery strategies. There are recovery methods that you can go through to help you get over it. But you have to be ready to get over it and really and ready to face it head on. Because if you don't face it head on, it's going to continue to plague you. And, and, and there is a beautiful world waiting on you. There is a beautiful happy life waiting for you. You just got to take the necessary steps to get there. Now, again, y'all, I don't want to uh, uh, make it sound like it's an easy process. I know your scenario because I don't know your scenario. I'm just speaking hypothetically about it and giving you some different recovery methods and strategies of how you can hopefully take your life back and, 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 and get down and find a line of happiness for yourself. Because it is very possible. Okay. So broken trust, y'all, is one of those things where we've got to quit taking advantage of people and breaking hearts. Because the more we continue to betray people, the more we continue to leave them in pain, in darkness, in a heart in the cast. And, and we live in a world that's built on that now. And I said this before that we turn on the news or we read the news and we see all this crazy stuff that's happening where little young kids are going to school with guns and, and gunning everybody down. Um, is it acceptable? Hell no. I'm not saying that. But again, my point is, is that we are creating the world that we live in and it all stems from broken trust because everybody in this world have experienced some type of broken trust in their life. And in my experience of people, like I said, who have broken trust and dealt with it in their life, they become resentful. They become revengeful. They, there's a there's a vendetta. And now I've got to take either my anger out on someone else or I got to just make their life a living hell. And when you make someone else's life a living hell, your life is a living hell. So I know all what these feelings feel like. I know the emotions behind them because I've had my, I've had broken trust in my life several times. I've had heartbreak. I've had betrayal. I get it, y'all. I know the feeling. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. All right. So y'all stay tuned for value three, broken trust, value three. That's going to give you, like I said, some recovery uh, strategies that you can use. Okay, 
And if you did not listen to value number one, uh, part two for the questionnaire, go listen to that and answer those questions. And those questions aren't for me. They're for you. You know, you don't have to share those with me. Share them with yourself because that's who is going to uh, impact more than anybody. But but l- listen to that podcast. Write those questions down and really ruminate on those. And, and once you ruminate on those, let those be your answers uh, because you're going to need that for your recovery strategy, like I said. All right. So, y'all, if you are interested in following me on social media, uh, my name on social media is James Watkins. It's at 40 and fit life coach. Um, and that's me on IG and Facebook. I'm James Watkins. If you want to email me because you got questions or you think I'm a cool person and you just want to hit me up, you're more than welcome to email me. I do have my health and wellness packages out there. And if you're interested in that, let me know. But my email address is all lowercase J E W A T K I one at gmail.com. And I also put my email address as well as my IG information within the body of the podcast. So if you go click on that, it'll link you right to my email address. All right. Well, y'all, it's time to say our prayers and to say our goodbyes. But as soon as we as soon as I finish praying, we'll do the, say the goodbyes. All right. So, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the Broken Trust episode. Uh, we thank you for continuing to be with Coach James and, and giving him the, 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 the words of knowledge and wisdom to share with his listeners and his audience. God, I pray for those who went through broken trust. I pray that you can help them heal their hearts to deal with the heartbreak, to deal with the darkness and find your light, God. I pray that those that are struggling today, Jesus, are able to find a way to you so they can find some type of strategy to heal and recover, Jesus. I pray for my Two Cents on Life podcast, that it continues to gather members and listeners, and that you're all willing to have open ears, take the feedback, and use it, and share it with those who need it. Ask all these things in your son's precious name. Amen. And as I always say, y'all, practice self-care. And that's my Two Cents on Life Peace! Thank you for listening to my podcast. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And I love y'all. Peace.